Good morning and welcome to the Pleasure for Health podcast. My name is Ailsa Kepi and I'm your host for these discussions all around anything to do with relationships, intimacy, uh, sexuality, physical, emotional, mental health and wellness related to our bodies and how we connect with other people. I'm really happy to have you here today on my live show. Um, today, I want to dive into a topic that I recently d wrote a wrote a paper on to do with fundamentalist thought as a basically as a as a reaction and a response to a lack of safety in our own embodiment, in our own feeling, in our own self. So, um, you know, if that's been something that you have struggled with over the last couple of years. Um, maybe you've noticed yourself or other people, we often notice in other people more quickly, we notice that they are clamping down on their ideas. And, you know, you could call that a fundamentalism of their thought patterns, right? So we may not think about it as um, fundamentalist religious beliefs or fundamentalist political beliefs, but we've all kind of you know, hunkered down in our corner, so to speak, over the last couple of years. And I think this is a really interesting phenomenon and way of, you know, I never really thought about it as a coping strategy. And so that explains um, and allows us a little bit more compassion for those friends and family and loved ones that maybe have hunkered down onto their corner and it's different than ours. And we find that we no longer can kind of connect or share on any kind of deep level because we're all kind of needing to have this certainty in our life. And I think that's, to me, what fundamentalism really speaks to is this, um, you know, kind of infallible beliefs and principles that we can just count on to be there and to be right. And to, you know, how to, that we'll be safe if we do these things. And I can speak to this personally as, um, you know, as my uh, memoir um, by the light of the crescent moon kind of describes, I spent many years as a fundamentalist Muslim. And when I was, um, you know, uh, accepting Islam and kind of moving into that, I was at a point in my life where I felt a little bit out of out of control. I felt a little bit like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm doing. And I needed something to come along and tell me, do this, talk like this, say this, do these prayers, you know, act like this, and you will be a good person. Like you don't have to, you know, navigate your way in, in like open waters for a while. So for me, I absolutely actually know that experience of feeling you know, lost in the overwhelm of trying to figure out who I am and what I really need to be doing in the world. And I just wanted to be told what to do. And I know that sounds weird, you know, especially those of you who actually know me now, you're like, what? You want to be told what to do? But uh, at the time, you know, I really did. And I think a lot of people this, you know, these days want to be told what to do. They want to know, hey, if you do these things, you're going to be safe. If you, you know, I won't even go into specifics. I think we all know, like, if you take this, this pill, if you go here, if you don't go there, if you stay in your house, if you wear a mask, all the things, you'll be safe. And therefore, you know, everything will be good in the world. And I think that's, you know, something that we all go to when 
we are afraid, when we feel out of control. So the problem, you know, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. You know, I'm not trying to make a right or wrong statement. We all need safety. Absolutely. But what happens with that is that it makes it very difficult to actually deeply connect with another person. And I would even hazard the, the, the saying that it would make it impossible to love someone for who they are um, when we're in that fear and safe need of needing safety so much that we need the world to be exactly black and white the way we you know need it to be. This kind of doesn't leave space for love and acceptance. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like this is an interesting thing to look at because we have been under extreme stress as a society for the past at least two years. Um, there's been many stressful events, you know, financial stress, um, food crisis stress, uh, you know, more people are sick than ever before. All sorts of things are happening in our world, you know, climate change. There's an, a, an incredible amount of stress. And, you know, having been part of a fundamental religious um, order, you know, for many years, I know how, you know, soothing that can feel to be like, well, if all goes to hell in a handbasket, you know, at least I have been a good person. I've shown up. I've done all the right things. And so this is... Um, you know, this is something that I can absolutely see happening. So what, how are we going to rise above this? How do we learn to connect again? How can we create safety? How can we learn to be with each other in a different viewpoints and perspectives? And this, these are really good questions. And I think we're going to be grappling with these questions for, for a while now, you know, if years, if not decades. Uh, how do we, you know, open up again and feel safe? And I think, you know, coming from a relationship coaching um, perspective, you know, this is kind of the same in a in a two person relationship, or it could be more people, you know, the more people, the more complex it is, but between two people, to feel safe enough, to be able to hear what the other person's saying or wanting, without shutting down, without needing our, you know, our own view to be right is exactly what's happening now in the world. And so, you know, as a perspective, I, I feel like coming from relationship, coming from how do we connect can be a really good way. And, you know, how do we feel safe in our own body, in our own self? This is, this is also a really good question. Many of us are not feeling safe in the world at all. And um, many of us have not cultivated um, a, a real relationship with our own self, with our own body. You know, our culture hasn't really led us to do that. Where is the course in school about connecting to self? Where is the course in school that helps us learn how to be embodied, how to stay in our body and be present while we're moving through stressful situations? There's not that much out there. So we kind of have to come to this realization that we can learn to create our own safety. We can learn to stay in our body so that we can actually be present. You know, one of the biggest things that I talk about with couples that I work with, particularly couples and singles, is that you cannot, you cannot create intimacy. You cannot create a beautiful physical bond with someone or an emotional bond or, 
you know, uh, a working relationship with someone, if you're not able to stay present in your body, like if you go into, um, you know, fear-based thinking and kind of up into your head, you're not going to have that real satisfactory kind of physical, you know, connection that many of us have kind of been led to believe is our birthright to have uh, pleasure, to have great sex, to have, a, you know, lovemaking that goes on all night. You know, we have lots of movies and media that, that kind of put this um, in front of us like a carrot and then, but they don't tell us how to get there. And, you know, honestly, the question on how to get there is not uh, to fall in love with someone across a crowded room and to go home and everything's hunky dory and works right away. The way to get there is to build that relationship with ourself and our body and our emotions and our inner desires and thoughts and to really come to be that kind of to have that kind of depth perspective of our own self. Um, so we want to look at, you know, as a, as depth psychology is becoming more of a thing as well, this is that practice of going inwards, of looking at our unconscious, of looking at what is, um, what is making us act and say and be the people we are being, you know, are we aware of those, um, those parts of ourself and are, can we bring those to light? And can we bring those to light and not be too afraid to do that? So, you know, fundamentalist thought um, keeps us from going to those deep places. We often look at fundamental religions and kind of go, oh, they're very shallow. They're very surface. They're very literal, right? And that's exactly what they're doing. They're saying, let's stay on the surface level. You know, these, these are the words. This is what they mean, you know. And because going to a deeper perspective requires this other safety, this other sense of uh, curiosity, this other sense of, okay, we, we may end up with paradoxically different um, beliefs and feelings and thoughts when we get to deeper into this, you know, and um, I guess like the one one paradoxical thing is, you know, we're separate as a as a unique being and we're all one. You know, that's a paradox, right? We you know, we aren't just all one being and we aren't just separate beings. We're kind of somehow both. And I think whenever you look deeper into any type of belief pattern, you end up at these kind of unsolvable problems, right? These kind of mathematical um impossibilities um that that describe our experience and so they don't they don't leave us feeling like ah i've got it all sorted out i've all put it i've done it all nicely with a bow it's perfectly done you know the way that fundamentalist thought and thoughts and beliefs and religions kind of say here here's the rule book do step one two and three and you know everything's good for you and you know so again to to be okay in the face of uncertainty to be safe and to feel um able to be present in the face of not knowing what the hell is going to happen next what's going on how do we stay in that present moment you know th these have been um things we've worked with for for centuries and i would say that you know many paths have potential practices that help us do this, whether it's meditation, whether it's breath work, whether it's 
uh, yoga, whether it's getting body work, whether it's, um, you know, mindfulness, um, writing, all of these things help, you know, nature bathing, like work us towards feeling okay in the moment with, uh, you know, things that don't always make sense. So, you know, when we're in extreme stress, how can we um, get out of extreme stress? Well, it's kind of the same as you might say, if someone's traumatized, how do you kind of help them feel safe? You maybe put a blanket on them, you give them some water, you, you know, try to take them to a quiet place where they can just kind of sit or be with themselves or walk in nature. All of these things help. And so, you know, if you're finding that you're always on edge now and that you just, you know, can't open up your mind to accept anyone else's opinions or anyone else's beliefs or anyone else's humanness, maybe take a step back and look at whether you're feeling unsafe. Are you feeling inherently unsafe in the world? Are you feeling really stressed about what's happening for yourself, for the world, for the planet? And, you know, how can you cultivate a sense of safety in yourself, whether that's just, you know, putting one hand on your heart, you can do that with me now, actually, just take a hand, whichever hand you like, or both hands, put them over your heart. So in the middle of your chest, and a really nice practice is just to take a moment to feel that hand, like sometimes I actually move it around on my chest to actually feel my hand there, the warmth. And take a breath and breathe out and just notice that your heart is beating. And take another breath and breathe out and just notice again that your heart is beating. And for that couple of seconds where you were just noticing, you probably didn't stay in that fear of, you know, you were just noticing, hey, my heart's beating and I'm breathing in and I'm breathing out. And even if it's just for two seconds and then, you know, now you, you get back to your usual worries, um, just connecting in like that multiple times a day, whenever you need it is a really good start. And this is often the way I start my coaching with couples is, you know, put one hand on your own heart, one hand on the heart of your partner um, you know, when you both do that and you just take a moment to connect, you both have a heart beating, you're both breathing together and you're here in this space. And that is the beginning of opening yourself up to being curious then what might happen or who this person is or just how you show up to this relationship. There's a little bit of openness there. There's a little bit of curiosity. There's a little bit of kind of an energy, right? An excitement. It's intimacy. It's relationship. It's connection. These things are energizing to our bodies and to our minds. We want to connect with people. We want to feel that. So, you know, take a moment to connect with yourself. Take a moment to connect with your partner. It's, you know, if you do have someone that you share um, living space with and you sleep with them, it can be a really nice time to connect. Just the breath um, you know, especially if your partner's asleep, I mean, assuming you have consent to breathe with them while they're asleep, but, you know, put your hand on their chest and just feel that, that breath in and out. It's so soothing, right? This is, we're here with our, you know, partner and we're breathing together, um, can help us that connection. 
help us feel that connection and help us feel less stressed. And, you know, many of the people that I saw during the pandemic, um, you know, in the last two years, their stress levels went up when they didn't have someone to connect with on this sort of physical, very fundamental level. Um, they could just end up getting in their heads, not having that contact. And I think this is why many of us went to, you know, many dogs and cats and pets got adopted over the last two years because we need to feel that connection. And this helps us get out of that fundamentalist thinking. And we need to get out of the fundamentalist thinking or we're going to end up in deep trouble. You know, uh, the world, we can't come up with creative solutions when we're all, uh, you know, stuck in, in old patterned thinking, habitual ways of thinking, um, you know, and, and reactive to what's going on and not really listening to each other. So there's a big, there's a lot at stake here. There's a, this is a big uh, topic. So finding a way to connect with yourself, finding this, this very gentle way to connect with another human. Um, and if you don't have the opportunity to connect with another human physically, you can absolutely do this with a tree or a plant or the ground, a rock. I mean, natural, natural objects are really great to connect with. Um, I'm sure it also works to a certain extent connecting with anything, but uh, natural, you know, natural, uh, naturally produced things, I think, have have some sort of life force that really help help ground. I have one client who's really using her horses to connect with right now and horses are amazing. Um, so we want to find these little uh, parts of connection to help bring out that compassion, that love, that acceptance. I'm here, you're here. We're both here. We don't have to be right. We don't have to figure out a solution necessarily. We just need to be open to possibility. So I just wanted to put that out there that, that if you notice that you've fallen into some fundamentalist type of beliefs, and you know, again, this requires us to actually be able to look at ourselves honestly a little bit. But if you find that, you know, oh yeah, I'm, I'm finding that I'm getting stuck taking sides, that I'm getting into a lot of arguments with my friends and family, that I'm, you know, needing to have people hear my side of things. If you find yourself getting there, um, this is a great, great podcast for you to re-listen to and really um, take in the fact that you're not going to feel that connection. You're not going to get that co-regulation of being with somebody if you are needing to be right. You know, there's that famous saying, I'm either right or married. <laughs> and I think that's that that really does sum it up. We can't have a, a fundamental belief that we have to be right or that our way of thinking is right. We have to be open to many ways of being right. But basically, we just need to be open to meeting another person where they are and being open to what that connection could be. So, you know, hopefully this gives you um, some something to kind of chew on a little bit over the next uh week or a couple weeks until we we come together again on our live live show here at, uh, at at my podcast and hopefully you will kind of digest this and see where it takes you and let me know if you find that your your connections are starting to deepen that you're able to take a breath that you're able to feel less stressed 
less traumatized by the last couple of years. I think the honestly the the fate of humankind kind of depends on us being able to move through stressful situations without falling into taking sides or fundamentalist thinking. So let me know how this goes for you. And I hope to have you again, join me on my podcast, Pleasure for Health podcast. Um, you can also look me up on my website, pleasureforhealth.com. And, uh, you know, make sure you stay in touch, sign up for my newsletter. Uh, and I look forward to having you back with me on Podbean. Thanks so much.